This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Penmunian. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. And today... We wanted to continue our little mini-series about where we would consider purchasing property and where we would live in Italy. Today's subject may be a little controversial, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this one. Comparing the North versus the South, and uh, so far, on many of the locations that we've talked about, there has been maybe a little bit more of a tr- of a trend towards the North. Just That happens to be, for both of us, a, maybe a bit of a preference that both of us share. However, there are a lot of wonderful things to consider about the south of Italy, not just the north. So I think it's worthwhile maybe talking about some of some things from the north, some things from the south. And I don't know, Marco, where would you want to get started with this? Because there's so much ground to cover. The north of Italy, the south of Italy, what sounds good to you? I think a lot of the aspects that a lot of people take into consideration uh, when buying properties in Italy is the cost of life in the area mm-hmm. where they're purchasing. And um, in general, of course, there are a lot of exceptions, but in general, in the south of Italy, things are a little bit less expensive. Of course, there are, like I said, a lot of exceptions, but overall, in my opinion, the trend is that in the south of Italy, life is less expensive from uh, purchasing groceries to going to the restaurant um, mm-hmm. to the cost of a rental. Overall, it seems like in the south of Italy, things tend to be a little bit less expensive than the north of Italy. Yeah, I think I would definitely agree with that. There's, I mean, so many more places where I've seen like rentals for like absurdly low prices that you get just a huge amount of space, like a a whole home with land around it and so on. When in the North, you might find like a small, tiny little apartment for an equivalent price and maybe even a couple times that. I mean, even uh, when you get into like some of the big cities in the North, especially those prices can really run up. And it, it of course depends on where you are, but also, there are a lot of those really scenic places that when you think of Italy and some of the pictures that you find of Italy, a lot of them do tend to be from the south. And some of those places end up being actually very cost effective to go and visit or even purchase a home or even rent a home there. That's absolutely true. And I was speaking to a friend recently and he he went on vacation he's from the north of italy and he went uh, on vacation to the south of italy and more precisely in the region of puglia um mm. which is of course beautiful beautiful sea um beautiful landscapes something that in the north you cannot really find um and he was telling me how surprised he was by the quality of the food um that he was eating at the restaurant and by the extremely low prices in comparison to the area where he lives in the Veneto region in Northern Italy. So he was telling me that he, he was out to dinner uh, with his fiance and um, I think they, end up, they ended up paying like 20 
uh, euros per person for Oof. raw fish that in the north of Italy, uh, you know, we have in the north of Italy all of those um, restaurants that specialize in raw fish that, that can be very expensive, like even mm-hmm. more than 50 euros per person. So yeah. it was kind of surprised, uh, not only about the low prices, but actually about the high quality of the food. Food that he was telling me had been caught in the morning and cooked in the afternoon so that that's just of course amazing and mm. and he was shocked by also the prices of the for example the espresso and he also was telling me about how cheap um the beer for example um <laughs> was in comparison to uh, northern italy he actually told me that uh, he was buying famous brand of beer for one euros while in the north is like three euros of course we're not talking about the uh, supermarket or grocery store he was telling me about the cost of a beer in a bar and wow. which was surprisingly low for um that type of beer that's wow that's ma- that's a massive difference from one euro to three years okay both aren't that horrible but At the end of the night, your pocket may feel a few three euro beers. And if you get a few one euro beers, like it's not that bad. <laughs> But even like I know, uh, like wine in Italy, just in general, can be on the cheap side. If you're getting like a normal one, just like a normal community wine, whatever it is, like uh, there's a big thing that happens there that they're wine makers or uh, vineyards, especially if you're in an area that has a lot of. Uh, vineyards uh, where they all just kind of put it into one big batch and they make this community wine and that can end up being some like the the cheapest and the best that you find this mix of different grapes together and i know that not just the beer but also the wine you can also find some of these uh, things for much much less when you're down in the south but also even some like desserts and sweets i remember even when i was in sicily i i went to a uh, little bakery And they had these fried donuts with uh, cinnamon and sugar on the outside. It was so good. And the guy, I was asking him, how, how much is it going to be for like a few of them? He's like, I don't know, whatever. Just I'm just going to fill up the bag and then I'll tell you the price after. I was like, I don't like that idea. And I was like, whatever, just do it. <laughs> He wasn't willing to do it any other way. And at the end, it was like this paper bag. It was massive. It must have had like 10 donuts in there. And I only wanted really two. The, those 10 donuts probably cost maybe 75 or 80 cents for this big bag. But in the North, I would have expected maybe at least like four euros or five euros it, like for this amount and this, this quality um, of t- these donuts. But it, it really is surprising sometimes to see. Of course, there are the exceptions, like you were saying before, where things can be maybe on par, like if you're in some of the cities. But overall, it's, it's really shocking um, that, that cost of living as well. Just uh, There are even also some places that you find um not even just the one euro houses for example but uh they have some cities that have like some of the the flat tax regimes like the seven percent flat tax and some of those places can be found in the south which is a really interesting incentive to move to one of those areas as well but uh, maybe just to kind of uh switch it up and bring it up towards the north a little bit 
maybe what are some of your favorite things that life has to offer up north? Even if things cost a little bit more, what do you see that life has to offer up north? I think it's no surprise for a lot of people um, that many people from the south move to the north to find jobs. So um, I believe that from that standpoint, the north has a lot more to offer than the south. And and while the north is overall more expensive, salaries tend to be a little bit on the higher end. So mm. it's... Um, it's it's no secret that a lot of people from the south move to the north, especially to Milan or uh, big cities in the north to find yeah. uh, better paid jobs. Also, but this is personal, In the what I like about the north is the mountains, which you don't really find in the south or it's not the same thing. So in the north, yeah. we have these huge mountains, which are beautiful. I'm talking about the Alps, of course, uh, which are... Which are known probably in the whole world um, because of how beautiful they actually are and they're very high mountains and um, you can go um, skiing even during the summer sometimes you have to go very high but um, I think it's something that in, in the south you don't really find and like I said this, this is personal for me because I like the mountains very much um, and also the lakes the lakes we have a very large lake area in the north with three very big lakes like Lake Garda, Lake uh, Maggiore and Lake Como which are very famous worldwide and that's something that you don't really find in the south or uh, I should say they in the south you don't have uh, lakes that are that big and these lakes happen to be very beautiful and and Again, it's no secret that a lot of people, uh, famous people from America are looking to purchase properties in the Lake Como, which is very famous uh, among um, famous people in America. And um, But my personal preference, like I said in other videos, is another lake, which would be Lake Garda, which is in the north, of course, which is closer to um, my hometown in the Veneto region. Right. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, it, it, the the South does have mountains, but it's not the same like you were saying. It's you have especially more for like winter sports and so on. They're huge. Some of these mountains. I mean, especially even once you get up to Trentino and Alto Adige, these regions, uh, there's a lot of skiing, a lot of winter sports. There's a lot to do, but you don't necessarily find that same winter feeling when you're down south. Um, like this is the good thing and, and also the negative thing. It depends on what you're looking for. Um, if you're looking for a warmer winter, then the south is definitely the place to be. But if you're more into the wintry feeling and especially if you want the chance of a white Christmas, uh, the north is probably going to be a place where you might be more likely to find that. I mean, like in Sicily, there are places that can snow, um, but you find places in the north that almost are guaranteed to have snow. Or even if it doesn't snow, there will be places where they make their own snow and put it onto the mountain for people to ski down. Uh, but I, I think it's also another fascinating point just about the lakes, just kind of recapping what you were talking about there. Um, it's not just the, the the famous individuals who are purchasing their property there, but it's also in um, there have been movies, television shows, 
commercials that are all filmed uh, up on these lakes. I mean, especially around Como. I mean, that's the place where people want to live. Like that's like the place, at least within the English speaking market. Uh, Garda now in the English speaking market, more and more people are starting to find out about it. And especially because like people have like, they're supposed to have long lives there and, and some of the healthy things that come from these areas. There's really a lot of really interesting benefits there. Um, but then also to just kind of touch on another point that you talked about, uh, about work. I mean, that's, it's an unfortunate reality that there is a major difference between these two parts of the country. I remember even speaking to someone talking about what, say, uh, somebody who works in a hair salon, just uh, brushing up six days a week, 10 hours a day type thing, uh, versus like what they would make down there versus what they might make up north. And the person was telling me at the end of the month, like a person in that position, at least in their city, would only maybe be able to expect like 300 euros. When that same person up in the north, I mean, maybe we're talking about like, say, a thousand maybe a little more. I mean, not that necessarily uh, that some of these jobs would be so well paid, but for a basic entry level position, like a manual labor, something more simple, not simple. I don't mean to, sim to uh, belittle it at all, but work will be better paid for. But of course that comes with the higher cost of living. So you're earning more, but you're paying more. You're earning less, but you're paying less. So at the end of the day, do you actually have more spending power in the North? Probably, especially when it comes to some things like some foods and so on, because uh, depending on where you are, those can change around. Um, and actually, in some places, like again, in Sicily, for example, uh, some of those costs actually, they can be a little pricey depending on where you are. But in the north also, like, for example, if you're the type of person who likes to go to art shows and and concerts and these types of things, you have a lot of these cultural events. I'm not saying that the South doesn't have them, but you have a lot of these like more like uh, even fashion shows, for example. <laughs> That's Milan right there. <laughs> There's a lot of those things going on. And for designers, for um, even people who are in the uh, the video game industry, Milan is a big hub for that. Uh, even Verona to an extent as well for the tech world. So these are some really interesting places to look at, especially if you are a person who will be needing to work and working locally. For example, if you're not a digital nomad and you're thinking about work in Italy, the, the North is probably going to be the place to look at. But if you're a digital nomad and you just need an internet connection, then there's some really wonderful things that you can enjoy about the South. It's, it's, it's a bit tricky because it's not that one is better than the other, but there may be certain parts of the country that are more suited to a person uh, than the other. Yes, that's absolutely true. So in the North, everything is very fast paced. But if you're looking for tranquility and if you have the ability to like you said work remotely if you're a digital nomad the south has a lot to offer and also just because a lot of our the people that are listening to this podcast will be from america and these people will have um, probably some italian ancestry uh, chances are that uh, our audience's ancestors were from the south of italy and i'm saying that because when you think about Italy or Italian Americans, you're thinking about 
generally the south of Italy, people yeah. in the south are very warm in comparison to people from the north. And I want to say that the not necessarily the authentic Italy, but what people think about Italy is to be found in south in the south of Italy. That's very true. And I think really the major reason for that is because, like you were saying, uh, so many people who are Italian-American, their families came from the south of Italy. So that's the idea that of Italy that people happen to have and that was brought to America and that was shared. So a lot of the ideas like the big, loud family and some of these uh, things, uh, some of these aspects about Italian life are more representative of that part of Italy. Not to say even that even like necessarily Northern Italians are cold. You can have cold Northern Italians, but in the South, uh, I mean, I remember even we had um, a conversation a few years back and saying, you know, even for me being from the North of Italy, it's, it's different. It's almost strange that somebody would invite you to their home the first time meeting you and bring you in and feed you and all of these things where, where I come from, this is not necessarily the norm. Like you'll be friendly to the person and you maybe have a drink, you'll share a meal, but you'll go out for that meal rather than having the person come into your home. So that was also something that I found interesting during that conversation that we had. Cause I mean, also for me coming from the U S like it was also really interesting that there was that similarity, like coming from the States, it's very different for me that I wouldn't necessarily think to invite a complete stranger into my home. But I know plenty of people that that's happened to that they go, they meet somebody and say, hey, I'm going to my grandmother's for lunch. Come with me. Enjoy a real Italian meal um, or that they make friends and immediately they have this this whole family that they're spending time with uh, in the South. And so that's actually something that I think is really cool. And even for me, like my family, uh, well, most of my Italian family, um, at, at least from one side, uh, comes from the South. Uh, the other side of the family comes from the North, but that's, that's a whole different story for another day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even for me, the idea that I had of Italy growing up that came from my grandfather was being raised on his lap, telling me uh, the stories about the old country and how even the children couldn't drink water. So everybody was drinking wine because the water was so bad and, and this and that and all the things. And <laughs> I've mentioned these plenty of times before, especially in, in uh, my podcast, Not Your Average Globetrotter. But it, it, there's beauty from both parts of the country. And you can't just decide, okay, I'm going to move here or I'm going to move there. You have to explore it all. And that's when you can finally make that real decision, the best decision, I'm going to actually buy here or I'm going to actually buy there. But there might even be places in the South that are on the lower end of the cost spectrum that might allow you to consider to have a place in the North and the South, like, some of the prices can be really, really inexpensive at the end of the day down south. That's absolutely true. And and one thing that I wanted to add is, you know, we talked about the north and the lakes and the mountains, but I think what you don't find in the north and you do find in the south, which is also the image that a lot of Americans have of Italy, you know, these beautiful beaches with um, yeah. uh, clear sea and white sand. That's something that you generally tend to find 
in southern Italy, in, and there are very famous regions um, where a lot of tourists go because of these beautiful uh, beaches like Puglia or Sicily or Sardinia, um, mm -hmm. or even the area near Naples, the mm -hmm. very famous Costiera Amalfitana. Um, so right. the sea in the north tends to be a little bit darker um the beaches are not as nice they're very nice but not not as nice it is actually right. a place in southern italy um which is called the maldives because the sea is i mean they say it's as clear as the sea that you find in the maldives in the island very famous islands but um there are a lot of places that are very similar to this place. This place is probably the best, but there are a lot of other places that are very similar, very beautiful with these beautiful beaches and clear sea, uh, right. white sand. And that's something that you tend to not find as much as in, in the north. Right. I mean, even like when we're talking about that as well, like you find that, all right, whenever you're around Italy, like it's 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 got water all around it, but... To me, it almost seems as though there's a lot more fish and a lot more fish dishes that are that you find a lot more in the south. And in the north, you find a lot more meat dishes. Not that it's necessarily always that way, but that was something that was my personal experience, um, especially in some of the areas that I've traveled to and lived in. And not necessarily a bad thing, not necessarily a good thing. It's just something that I saw and uh, even some of the different fishes or some of the different meat will change depending on where you are. Um, and some places, like you were saying, your friend, he was getting uh, fish that was just off the boat that morning. Some places in the north, you don't necessarily find that as well. Uh, they'll fly in their fish, even if it's a place like right on the sea. Um, unfortunately, like even I know Venice, this happens a lot, that they actually fly in um, fish from other parts of the world or even other parts of the country uh, because they don't necessarily have the same supply that maybe the south might or some other areas. Even though you can get fresh fish from that area, I know that there is a lot that does get flown in. But anyway, this has been a really fun episode, Marco, and I can't wait till we continue on this mini-series talking about these different places in Italy and comparing and contrasting and uh, talking about some of the benefits and some of the, maybe the setbacks as well. But Marco, if somebody is interested in moving to Italy or maybe even not moving to Italy, but just purchasing a home in the beautiful nation known as Italy, how can they get in contact with you and your team at Italian Real Estate Lawyers? People can contact us through our website, italianrealestatelawyers.com, or give us a call. The number is on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more content like this, be sure that you're subscribed to both the YouTube channel and the audio-only podcast. But of course, if you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, you get the added benefit of being automatically subscribed to the Italian Citizenship Podcast, the other project that Marco and I also collaborate on. Of course, this has been another episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast. We have been here again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian, and I am Rafael Di Furia, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.